and we are live. Hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of Audio Podcast Land. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Friday Night Fights, a worldwide wrestling actual play podcast. I am your lovely creative for this amazing show and uh, tabletop RPG Mikey. You can follow me on my personal social medias at Pop Culture Geek. You can also follow us collectively at D&D Vibe Tribe Productions, specifically Instagram, TikTok, and Zitwitters. Make sure to stay up to date with us in order to find out when all these crazy episodes get released. And plus, say hi to us. We're a lovely group of people. It's a great time here. Of course, as always, I can never do this alone. I am joined by my amazing roster of wrestlers. We're going to go around and do some introductions real quick and then... We're going to jump into tonight's specially themed episode of Friday Night Fights. So, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, Echo, my dear boy, you will shall be the first to go. Hi, everyone. I'm Echo. You know me if you've listened to this. I'm your lovely manager. Yes, I play John McCack, the manager of these goofballs, which everyone hates for good reasons. But, yeah, listen to our stuff. And I shall pass it on. Also, did you know Goosebumps has a musical? (laughs) That is a a conversation we're going to have to have now afterwards. But continuing on the introductions, we have Minnie. How's it going, guys? Minnie Boss with Jamona here. Back at it again with another uh, insane episode of Friday Night Fights. I hope you all enjoy this. You guys can also catch me over here at the Vibe Tribe, uh, also playing the Academy. Check it out. Sweet. Back from moving, I guess, up further north in California and missing for a little bit. But he is back in all his glory. We have John. In all his glory. Coming to you live from a national fire zone. <laughs> and to disclose how dangerous I know it is to live here. But I can live here. Uh, my name's John Crossway. I will be playing Bjorn Kringleson, the slightly erotic Viking Santa. Uh, I am also on a handful of other podcasts here on the D&D Vibe Tribe, so make sure to check those out. Uh, you can find me on the Netflix. I played the Chief in Go Go Cry Carson, as well as a few other random characters over there and various voicebook and stuff. And, um, yeah, I, it's nice to be back. I've been so busy grading papers and doing adult things. I needed to be here and not do any of that shit for a while <laughs> uh, we're so happy to have you back all right keeping the introduction train rolling we got christopher christopher i sound like it sounds like i'm in trouble or something <laughs> you got reprimanded christopher <laughs> damn <laughs> well hey everybody this is chris or riku uh, you can find me on social media as Pupriku or Puppyriku, depending on the app that you're on. Uh, you can also find me here on the Vibe Tribe uh, as well in Furusato, as well as your DM for the Academy. And tonight I am playing the Umbral Talon, also known as Umbra, your provocateur about to get a little bit more hardcore. Yeah, there's there's some things that need to be worked out. I'm excited to see it unfold. Alrighty, and of course, last but certainly not least, to round out our introduction for this, we have Adolfo. That's me. Saludos, programas, and welcome. I am the nerdy Puerto Rican. 
You can find me on the TikToks and the Instagram at the Nerdy Puerto Rican. Uh, in the really real world, I will be performing at the North Dakota Renaissance Festival, the first annual North Dakota Renaissance Festival, with the Lords of Adventure as my character, Diego de la Fiesta. Uh, you can also catch me in numerous games here at the D&D Vibe Tribe, but in this game, oh yeah! If you don't know... Zabadoo-wabababoo! Oh yeah, I play the Macho Mage Syllabus Sparkle Zap! Oh yeah! Casting spells! I love that so much, I'm never gonna get tired of it. <laughs> it is a beautiful thing. Oh my goodness. As I mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's episode of Friday Night Fights is going to be a special one because we're about to get buck wild. But you're going to find that out in a little bit. So with all those introductions out of the way, let's just get into the mayhem. So once again, Insane Asylum Wrestling is coming from a warehouse near you down the street around the corner, like wherever it's like coming from your house. Maybe. Who knows? But once again, the IAW faithful have found their way to their seats. The audience is chatting amongst themselves when, of course, the lights go down and the IAW intro bumper begins to play as it speeds to a crescendo. And on the back of the Titan Tron plays the all too familiar opening for Insane Asylum Wrestling. The crowd once again loses their collective shit as we get to see glimpses and moments from previous weeks of IAW with all the roster doing some really cool stuff. And it continues to play, but that's not what we're going to start tonight. As the camera kind of pushes past the Titan Tron through the trauma bay doors, as we like to call them around here, we get a glimpse of the roster, kind of some of them in catering, just eating or chatting. Some are getting ready for their upcoming matches. but. The camera zooms and stomps upon one said locker room where on the door it says Cold Club. So tonight, the Cold Club has been advertised to be partaking in one of the best, if not one of my personal favorites, just disclaimer out there, match stipulations. They will be participating in a war games match against the Bayou Brotherhood, who have been a pain in their asses for the last couple of weeks. And with a shock return from former IAW world champion Tana joining the Bayou Brotherhood in this endeavor, to say that tempers are at a boil is an understatement. It's about to get violent. It's about to be crazy. But as the camera kind of pushes in to those said locker room, we find our four Cole Club members getting ready for the match. So I'm just going to let them roll with this interaction and see what happens. So the four of you are currently in your locker room and uh, yeah, just go for it. <laughs> Bobby Boo, we are going to do the do. I'm casting a spell over here! I'm casting a spell over here! Suffice to say, the Macho Mage is in a kind of corner area, and he's got a little, like, mage set up with a little cauldron, a little, like, skull, and some candles, and some, you know, some tomes, if you will. Uh, the, the bag of, uh, of dice is also there, and they're kind of strewn about. And uh, there, there's, like, little smoke wafting from from the cauldron and uh yeah he's just 
behind there and he's just waving his hands, moving his fingers and, you know, uh, acting like he's casting spells on on his compatriots. Yeah, Bjorn is staring through time, looking into the cauldron through the smoke, and is just hypnotized. Like, his eyes are doing that cartoon swirly thing, just not here anymore. Just sort of... Can you see what you can't see? Oh, yeah. It's mesmerizing. Yeah. Axel head butts the door to his locker and dents the fuck out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Do you guys know how much that's gonna cost? You know what? Never mind. <laughs> I can't remember my name. Let's go. Let, let's, let me put it this way: as a as a once great man once said, "Never pay more for an acquisition than you have to." What? There's universes, in stars, in galaxies, in the cauldron, in the stars, in the galaxies. Umbra's probably just sitting there with his headphones on. You can clearly hear like the heavy metal music coming out of it uh, as he's listening. And I think right now... Did Tana ever get her bat back from me? Oh no, you still have it. <laughs> I'm I'm like twirling it like like playing with it twirling it around between my uh, like between my knees and just like pumping myself up for this. So which of you is going into the ring first? Those stars you see in the cauldron are the stars that our opponents are gonna be seeing after we rock and sock them. Oh yeah, Macho Mage will teleport first into that. Little rapple dapple of a ring that we're going into. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm gonna continue looking into the stars and and just seeing all the galaxies and things. And I'm mesmerized. I'm gone. I I, I slowly pull Jorn away. You can try. I'm I'm fi- I'm. Uh, so many stars and Get up, get up hold of yourself, man. Yes. You're the slightly, you are the slightly erotic Viking Santa Claus. No stars are going to take you down. I am forever changed for I have seen into the darkness. Are you back to normal now? Like a black hole for your soul, yeah. Souls. Souls. I splashed a cup of water in Bjorn's face. <laughs> Holy shit! Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm I I <laughs> I'm choking a little bit. <laughs> I I was not here for a minute. <laughs> You're just choking on water. He splashed on your face. That is amazing. <laughs> you back to normal now? Uh, huh? You were staring into the cauldron talking about life's greatest mysteries. Why? Why? What cauldron? I don't... Yeah. There's a cauldron, and I look at the cauldron, and it happens all over again. (laughs) I do the exact same thing again. That's right, that's the dooby dooby doo of the cauldron, Alderno. Oh, yeah. 
Do you think? Soul. Do you think that actually work on our enemy? Soul. No. Soul. I splashed another cup of water in Bjorn's face. Stop doing that! Oh my goodness! <laughs> Stop getting right. hypnotized by stars. <gasps> what? <laughs> I love this so much. Oh, All right, God. so as the four yeah. of you are in, getting ready for this in your locker room, some of you more than others, uh, you all collectively hear a knock at your door. <laughs> Let, let's see who it is. It is. I open the door. <laughs> all right, so as you open the door, now just this is like violence happens. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, so as you open the door, you four cease, you know, walking into your locker room are actually all your f- number one contenders slash opponents, potentially for uh, <laughs> resurrection pay-per-view. So walking in, you have the number one contender for the IAW championship elk. You have the number one contenders, plural, for the tag team championships, surf and turf. and then. As uh, <laughs> you'll come to find out, the new number one contender for the Bethlehem Break Championship, Kid Cuts. <laughs> so, uh, surprise! <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I just became friends with him. Shit. And I, weren't we gonna, like, induct him into the Cold Club uh, last after, time for helping after- me? After the baptism of fire he went through. Yeah, yeah, thanks to us. <laughs> I mean, you guys can still do that if you wish. I mean, he is currently here, but the four of them enter in and you can see that they're they're decked out in like cold club merchandise. And then Elk has like a little like pendant with a cold club on it. I was like, IAW works very fast on making merch for newly for factions around here. <laughs> yes, it, yes, it does. You do not know how many designs I had to go through for just the amulet. Correction, <laughs> you and Blitzen had to go through those. <laughs> Merchandising is the real magic. Oh yeah. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, I got I got past Blitzen on that because I gave him his own amulet. As he pulls out one made of made of salmon and just puts it on him. I'm gonna take a sharpie out of my sack and I'm gonna just start writing autographs on the merchandise for Cole Club. <laughs> Oh, like write Bjorn on the shirt and just start not even thinking of it. <laughs> hey, yeah, okay. Thanks for coming. Yeah, like, totally oblivious. Hey, hey, Bjorn. Hey. Ah, these are our, these, these are, these are the wrestlers. Oh. Oh, Does I'm going to get right in the face of who's in there? All of them? Yeah, all four of them are currently in there. Harl there? Not yet. <laughs> I was going to go for Harl. I'll go right up to Kid Cuts. I'm going to go nose to nose. And I'm just going to... I can Kid Cuts' his face. Just the old are not very intelligent in this field, I see. Just stare awkwardly right at Kid Cuts. Right that close. Uh, Kid Cuts is just... There's a bit of a puzzled look on his face, but then he's just like, okay, and just kind of just like. Kid Cuts' attitude, if you're f- to the listening audience and to my players, his attitude is similar to Matt Riddle. He's just chilling. He's just vibing. Like, <laughs> he's like, all right, dude. 
So, what's with all the uh, all the gear here, huh? Uh, at this point, Kikuts is kind of just like, well, I just figured that you know, tonight's going to be very interesting. You four certainly have made a big impact on the locker room so far, and all of us back here are uh, are really excited. It's been, at least from what I heard. A war games match in IAW hasn't happened since 1976. So it has uh, been quite some time and the four of you managed to bring it back. So the locker room, both the new and old wrestlers around here. Is Tana in the room? No. So kind of like in a standard war games match, the two opposing teams are kept separate until they make their way to the ring, but you'll see what that entails. So, <laughs> so right now it's the quote unquote, your friends, so to speak, that are in the room, your number one so contenders, who, but most of these, all of them are faces actually. If it, so who just said that about the match hasn't been, it's been since 1977 kid cuts. <laughs> he cuts it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get back in kid cuts his face again, like stupid close again. I'm just going to go. Oh, oh, I know. I was there. Oh, yeah. Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the suns of Atlantis, yeah, there was an age undreamed of. And unto this gave us this match. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to, and I'm going to stay in that, I'm going to stay that close. I'm just going to start. Souls. Souls. Oh, I'm gonna start looking back towards the cauldron. Oh my gosh! But yeah, actually, between the four of you and the Cold Club, Bjorn and Macho Mage, you are familiar with the War Games match because you were there for the last time this happened. Which this is this is meta, but that's a hell of a career. <laughs> yeah, like. 43, 44-year career? Anyway, <laughs> Listen, if PCO and Impact can continue to deftify things by do, like doing cannonballs from the top rope, I was like, anything is possible. Shoot. And if Ric Flair is final, is, can still wrestle at this point, which uh, he's having his final match soon, so we'll yeah, talk about that later, but <laughs> anything is possible. But yeah, so Kid Cuts cool. acknowledges that and says... Great. The four of you have created an interesting budge. In fact, the locker room is taking bets and like taking sides in this. So this is going to be a lot of fun. And as you can see, the four of us are taking your guys aside, not because not just because you are your number one contenders. But. If we if you guys can take out the the Bayou Brotherhood just for a tiny bit, I think the rest of the locker room, would, the most of us would be appreciative. Plus. You know, I'm still a little perturbed that their like little cult followers have been eating all the food and catering. They ate my sandwich. They're eating all the food. <laughs> so, so, I mean, what uh, kind of bullshit? I see Axel starting to walk around like he kicks over the cauldron. He's like punching shit, just going crazy. So you know, I should have given my brother. Hang on, what's in the cauldron? That was just kicked over. Uh, let's let's say that when it the cauldron is kicked over, 
um, that all of a sudden, like a, a uh, like a uh, um, like a firework explosive, um, like a like a pyrotechnic, uh, it, it comes out, explodes out of the cauldron as it as it's kicked over, and when it hits the ground, you see that there's uh, there's actually like no liquid in there, you know. Uh, my eyes are going to go huge, and I'm going to cease to blink for the rest of the match. Bjorn, are you okay? I'm fine. See, look at them. Look at them through the mahogany table because they're eating all the food. Hey, this is mahogany. Are, are you sure? Uh, I've got a mahogany cane if you want to use it. It's a nice table, and let me put this, you know. I'm a genetic freak. <laughs> These dudes have less than a 50% chance of beating us. Because we're all genetic freaks. <laughs> Woe be to those that eat all the pigs in a blanket. Oh, yeah. Pigs. Uh, those are my favorites. Pigs. You guys get the bosses. I will try to clear up the cultists. They're all pigs. Exactly, Bjorn. <laughs> Oh my god. I don't even do this. I'm sort of running out. Just like pushing past through. Let's fucking go! I'm gonna follow <laughs> Axel. I'm gonna grab the sack. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. The fact that Bjorn's not gonna be blinking is amazing. Eyes wide open. Macho <laughs> Mate just gonna do the uh, the magician thing where he's gonna raise his hands up and he's gonna, he's gonna drop both of them. And when he does an explosion, like. Pfft, and there's smoke, and then he disappears. Yes. Uh, do you want, uh, Umbra. Do you, want, do you want my cane as well? As I as I give it to it to Umbra. Do, do, your what? His cane. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, 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 it I don't really need it. I choose to use it. It's cane made of mahogany. Yeah, it's, it's a cane made of mahogany. <laughs> I think this will be fine for me, but thanks. Uh, you may still want to bring that cane down. I feel like the other team is going to need it after us. And Umbra is going to start walking out. Um, still has his headphones on, but as he gets closer to Kid Cuts, he takes his headphones off and looks at him and goes, How you doing, kid? I mean, I'm a little sore, but I, uh, I'm doing great. And like I said, we're all rooting for you. Thanks. Hey, rest up well. Just because, just because I like it doesn't mean I'm going to go easy on you at Resurrection. <laughs> well, it looks like GM Stonebrook has made you aware already, but yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. And I reach out my hand uh, to him just to shake his. Mm. He reaches out and grabs your hand like no, like no hesitation. And give him a shake and I start to walk out and I and I go to walk and I end up walking past Elk and I look at him. Look back at Kid Cuts, look back at him and go, you might want to give him a few pointers. 
and keep walking out to the ring. Damn. <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, he's the one that knows how I could get in a bedlam break match. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be fun. Um, I'm joining. I may be on the sidelines, but I might be able to help if I'm allowed to. <laughs> All right. I, well, I might. I, I might have to fight the cultists, though. So. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Some. This is gonna go bananas. I can't wait. It's gonna be great. All right, so let's get into it then. So we cut back to <laughs> we cut back to the arena where the audience is collectively screaming at the top of their lungs. The cage has already been set. So for the listening audience, if you don't know, a war games match is set up is pretty special. So where there would usually be one wrestling ring, there is now two standing side by side, forming kind of like a rectangle. Surrounding these two rings is a steel cage with the ability to climb up it and to also stand on the top of said cage. It is open at the top, so people can jump off it, throw things. It is amazing. So as you guys are in gorilla position... Well, at least on one side of gorilla position on the other side of gorilla, which is the center before heading out to st stage. For those of you who don't know, in walks your opponents for tonight. So all decked out in a motif of kind of like. Basically like camo green and tan and brown. You see. Harl, Grassman, Tana. And the ringleader, Louisiana man, all dressed up in a similar motif of like green, uh, like traditional military camo with war paint on their face. And they walk in, they look at you for, they kind of just stare you up and down a little bit. And then they make their way towards the entrance while you guys wait to make yours. <laughs> all right, gang, here we go. So. Once again, as always, our lovely ring announcer, Terry, she comes in dressed up in some nice pink overalls and a white T-shirt with her sneakers on for this time. But she is actually standing outside of the ring. The following contest is scheduled for one fall and is the IAW War Games match and just an eruption of applause just fills the arena. The audience's voices collectively are so loud and powerful that you four from gorilla position can feel just the amplitude of excitement in the air. Here is how this is going to work. Two wrestlers from one from each opposing team will start in the ring. They will go at it every three minutes. One wrestler from each team will be added in over the course. Once all eight members are inside the ring, the bell will ring. And first to pinfall or submission claims victory for the ring. Since this is a war games match, all participants will be must stay in the ring. Or collectively speaking, trying to what chairs, tables, ladders, everything has been set up inside and Teams are allowed to bring stuff from underneath whatever they can find underneath the wrestling ring as well. There is no DQ, no count out. Only way to win is pinfall or submission. Anything goes. Now, introducing our participants. 
So the lights go down real quick. And first to make their grand entrance is going to be Team Bayou Brotherhood. So once again, the stage begins to fill with fog and mist as. So I thought about this. And so this, if you're going to kind of get a feel for what Bayou Brotherhood is, think of like the cover of the Nirvana song from the latest Batman movie is their entrance music now. So like that slow kind of creepy methodicalness to it. So as they come walking out, you see Grassman and Harl and Tana just come out. And then coming from behind them, they both part there. <laughs> they make a path as Louisiana man comes walking in. Kind of head hanging low with the hood over his face, carrying like a lantern with all sorts of like demonic symbols all over it as he kind of just as the music hits the crescendo kind of just looks up at the audience turns to his compatriots and kind of puts the lamp to the side now on the top of this cage, uh on top of the uh entrance ramp are two separate cages so as louisiana man kind of puts the lamp down to the side a little bit he, Tana, and Grassman enter the cage on top of the ramp, leaving Harl to walk by himself to the ring and step into the War Games cage, as he will be the first representative of Bayou Brotherhood to enter said match. <laughs> so as the music kind of dissipates a little bit, and their opponents... So this is going to be interesting because I don't know if there was any talks behind the scene, but up next is the Cold Clubs. So I would like to hear from each of you. What does the Cold Clubs entrance look like and what is your matching gear aesthetic? Well, if I remember correctly, we agreed that the Cold Clubs entrance music when we come up together is Wizards in Winter by uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So when that starts to play... God. Axel is dressed in um I I I you know, I think we're all gonna go with some sort of Santa Claus cold club outfit. I think like matching some sort of way. I think we should do that, but you know I'm gonna at least match with my tag team partner because it makes sense. Yeah. So Axel is wearing basically what it will be Bill Goldberg's outfit from that movie, basically a Santa's outfit with ripped off sleeves. Um, showing off his massive fucking bicep. Well, he comes out in sleeves and tears them off. Yes, that's, that's, he tears them like, off. It's just like, like crazy during the thing where like everyone else is coming out. Yeah. Uh, while the Axel rips his sleeves, I'm going to do the same thing, but I'm going to rip my felt pants like the breakaway. And I have like brief boxer joke jockey like full club underwear I'm just finding my underwear now um which is still very revealing but it's still underwear and i have my sack but i'm still wearing a ridiculous jacket in it's the it's the trunks the wrestling trunks exactly it's just it's just tiny trunks right now and the cold uh, the cloak club symbols on the butt yeah right on the butt um i'm going to assume blinken is on someone's shoulder i don't want to say it's mine but i'm sure blinken is around there somewhere as well Blinking? I think, Blinkin. did you Sorry, mean Blitzen? Blitzen. <laughs> Blitzen. You're saying about him not blinking. No, That's joking. what you're saying. 
Um, <laughs> I went Robin Hood Men in Tights. My fault. Blitzen <laughs> will be on my shoulder. It's on your shoulder. Okay, great. Okay, great. The Yule Cat will be on my shoulder. Uh, I'm also still not blinking because I have been cursed by a cult. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. All right. Uh, let's go with Umbra. So, like, what is your gear looking like? Uh, so, Umbra has on his black cut uh cut off uh hooded uh vest on with the cut out cold club logo stitched into the back um as he's coming out uh he has tana's bat just on his shoulder um and as he walks out he doesn't do any tricks this time he is just staring right at Tana the entire time he's walking down. Dang. So, yeah, because she's currently locked up in the cage on to the off to the side of you guys. <laughs> and so she's just staring at you intently. She's just like giving a nod. She's like, OK, I see how it is. Oh, this is going to be so glorious. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, Macho Mage. <laughs> uh. So, um, since Wizards, Wizards and Winter is playing, um, when, when there's a little break and the, the crescendo of the music, the dun, 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 and then there's a break at that break, that's when there's going to be, um, some pyro, right. And, uh, appearing where the pyros explode, uh, will be the macho mage, uh, his wizard hat will actually appear to be like an elf hat from the movie Elf, right? Um, the color will be, uh, yeah, it's going to be green with, uh, with red trim. Uh, his robe uh, is going to be a matching robe, except instead of the usual wizard accruciment that his robe has, um, it's going to have... Um, uh, it's going to have uh, 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 um, um, ball tree ornaments on it and um uh some menorahs uh and also some kwanzaa candles on it right um and um his uh his pants are gonna match his hat where the main color is gonna be gr green uh except there's gonna have uh, a trim of of red and then his boots uh they're gonna be silver and gold silver and gold <laughs> Oh, I love it. So, yeah. So collectively, the four of you, you know what? Just for the fun of it, manager John, like even though like we have some issues, like you're still a part of this team. So what does manager John's outfit look like to kind of go with the rest of the cold club? Compared to everyone else's, they all represent the good side of Christmas. It's time for the actual demon of Christmas. Side. Manager John is dressed up like Krampus. And he's got and he's got his bundle of sticks. And he's just slapping them on the ground to make to make that noise. Oh my god, that is amazing. <laughs> and then Blitzen, as you mentioned earlier, is on your shoulder, but <laughs> Okay. Uh, there's a it looks like he, Blitzen has like a tiny, like 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 a tiny action figure arm in his mouth. 
Because the Yule Cat eats, eats kids who don't get socks for Christmas. This is what I'll say. Blitzing the cat is just Blitzing the kitten cat is like I'll say it's like a poorly made like Krampus Max, but somehow it looks adorable on him. And he's just like holding like a little action figure in his mouth. But like Blitzen's ultimate weapon is, is that not only is he a great professional wrestler, as we found out last time, but he's just so adorable. People just go like they can't help, but they can't stay mad at him. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, so manager John, you are also joined on stage by the rest of the quote unquote fan club of the Cole Club, which includes Elk. Kid Cuts and Team Surf and Turf as the five of you make your way down the ring and kind of just find some seats like in the front row as you're about to witness all this happen. Now, Cole Club, the four of you, as we mentioned in the back locker room, Axel, Umbra, and Bjorn, you guys are going to go to your team's respective cage at the top of the ramp as Macho Mage had stated that he wants to start his match. So Macho Mage, you make your way down and you see Harl waiting for you inside of this steel structure. Okay. Okay. So Macho Mage is going to walk down, right? Um, after he, you know, throws his robe off and uh, makes his, his wizard hat disappear. Uh, he's going to walk down the ramp, right? And he's going to stop. Uh, which, which ring is Harl currently standing in standing in is he in the the one closest to the ramp or the one furthest away in the uh, of the ramp we'll okay so just to be easier so we'll say that the ramp closest to the ring closest to the ramp is the left side and then the furthest one near the commentator booth is on the right so we'll say that he's standing in the left side of the ring okay all right so um macho mage is going to stop right at the uh right where the 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 cage is right and there's going to be that stare off right that stare off is is going to happen between him and harl he's just gonna you know he's just intense wide eyes staring at harl right and uh he's gonna start doing the thing where he starts mouthing like he's casting a spell type thing right uh and he's actually instead of going through the door, he's going to start climbing up the cage, right? He's going to go all the way to the top. And then he's going to launch himself and enter the ring doing a flying leg. Uh, 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 no, a missile. What is it? The missile leg? The missile drop kick? The missile. He's going to do a missile drop kick from the top of the cage. Oh, okay. We're just jumping straight into it. All right. So... All right, since we're just jumping it straight into it, my friend. Oh, my gosh. All right, missile drop kick from the top of the cage. I would say that's the craziest thing I've seen, but I've seen a lot crazier. When you watch way too much wrestling in this modern day and age, things uh, things get crazy. All righty, so let's see. We are going to do some wrestling moves this is because you are just jumping from the top of the rope. Well, not the rope. from the. You know what? Just This is going to be... I'm going to have you roll... You know, I roll body for me because it's going to hurt like a bitch. <laughs> All right. So that's going to be a four. Oh, no. That's all right. Because 
he's because uh, Macho Mage is 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 gonna sell it so that Har- so it so Harl's reaction looks good. Okay. All right. So yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> And so we begin. So yeah, so uh, Macho Mage, as you're coming down from the missile dropkick, you uh, you do make contact, but you miss it just a tiny bit. And so Harl just kind of just like backs away a little bit, but not enough to kind of make a big impact as you kind of just fall flat on your back from the top of the cage. And Harl just walks over to you big six three of a man and as you're laying on the floor kind of just stares at you and smiles and we're just gonna jump straight into it so he is now in control of this match so he's gonna pick you up and kind of just again because it's a war games anything goes he's just gonna pick you up hold you and he's actually going to run with you forward and he's gonna try to he's gonna slam your back into the cage just like runs and as a monster should. <laughs> oh, yeah. So currently, after that, you just feel the steel ca- chain link of this cage just like dig into your back. It's wow. it, you're going to be feeling it tomorrow morning. But he Carl currently has you pinned to this cage. So what is your response? OK, um, so uh, as a jobber, uh, you know, Macho Mage knows how to lose and also how to, you know, sell these things. Um, so definitely, uh, he's going to be, you know, when Harl rams him into the cage, he's going to do the thing where he stays up there for what, what is like 30 seconds, you know, just doing really good reaction so that the audience kind of like, you know, starts getting into it. Um, and then, um, um, he has me uh, perpendicular, right? No, horizontal. I'm sorry. He has me horizontal or. I would say like your orientation would be vertical. So like he has you just like heads here, foots here. Okay. Just like. Okay. All right. So cool. So then I'm going to do the thing where um, the Macho Mage is then going to um, do like the 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 hair grab and then just start punching, punching him in the in, in the to- on the top of the head, you know, like boom, boom, boom. Oh, uh, uh, the the baby face is just like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. <laughs> I yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah. OK, so as you are throwing these punches, he Haro is just like taking them and boom and boom and boom. And he just as soon as you hit him again, he kind of just slowly turns his head, gives you this very creepy smile. And from where you're positioned, He's going to grab you and he's going to snap German suplex you to the floor. It's like, whoosh. OK, <laughs> very agile for a big man. Okay. So, yes, as he throws you for a German suplex, you hit the mat and you kind of just roll away for a little bit as the forward momentum. And you're just you're feeling hurt. So it is your response to you're currently on the floor after being snapped German suplex. So what is your response now? So currently, Harl's kind of like still in the German suplex position. He hasn't gotten up quite yet. OK, um, is he. Does he are we positioned in a way where it looks like he's he's trying to, to do like a cheap pin 
type thing where like my shoulders he's holding me when he does the snap German suplex like my shoulders are, are down and he's trying for a quick pinfall type thing you know what I'm talking no. about no okay. not necessarily okay. he just wants to hurt you and in fact he can't he can't go for pinfall or submission until all eight of you are in the ring so right oh, now it's right. just do as much do as much his goal is to do as much damage as he can Okay, uh, well then, uh, with momentum, I'm going to, uh, the Macho Mage is going to uh, roll roll out, uh, and he's going to pop, he's going to pop up, and he's just going to, he's going to stand there, and he's going to blink at Harl, and kind of, kind of give a, the same thing that Harl did to him, he's going to reciprocate, where he's going to Wide eye, look at Harl, give him this start and start doing like this slow, sinister smile thing. And then he's just going to raise one hand and go and make the bring it motion. Yes. (laughs) All righty. So and if (laughs) if Harl charges, he's lifting up the boot. Oh, definitely he's going to charge. He, you just see Harl smile and the full on like football heading towards you. So the boot comes up. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm going to lift the boot up and 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 do the, the classic just, you know, boot to his face or his chest, whatever. However, he's positioned. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I'll say with the center of gravity, since he's going in for like a low tackle, you just boot him in the face and just like. <laughs> Like in slow motion, like in a WWE, like 2K game, the slow motion is just you see his cheeks just completely like impact upon the boot coming to the face. But because he he was moving forward with you, you're kind of knocked off balance a little bit. So he's hurt his you did some pretty good damage to his face and you're just on the floor like, damn, I forgot how hard this match is going to be. So at the very top of the Titan Tron. You see the clock count down. Okay. And so it's just like three, two, one. And so there are th- there are three referees on the top of the stage. So the ref one of the referees goes to the cold club cage to unlock it. And the next person to enter is going to be Umbra. So Umbra, you have been released from the cage. And so, yeah, so. You're just booking it straight towards the, the ring. Somebody's in danger. <laughs> All right. So uh, Umbra is going to, uh, before he gets into the cage, um, As- he still has the bat. He places the bat down, goes under the ring, under, looks under the apron for any sort of weapons. Uh curious to what he finds oh i have a chart for that do you want me to roll for it go for it (laughs) well of course it would give you it so as you're searching under the ring umbra there are a plethora of things but there is one thing that catches your eye real quick there is a set of steel chairs right there so you find some chairs All right, so I take uh, I I think I'm gonna take uh two of them and toss them into the entrance. 
so that I can, uh, so I can get them inside. And then I am going to grab the bat and walk into the ring. As, okay. As soon as, as soon as Umbra enters the ring, Black Betty starts playing. <laughs> I'm not interrupting. I'm do- I might not be able to fight, and I'm still am hurt, but I'm making sure that this is go. This show's going on. Somehow you found your way to like the soundboard and the production truck. <laughs> I, I just, I just, I, I just know the costs are going to come in there, so I just seal seal myself in there. Now let's see how much mayhem I can cause. <laughs> uh, this is going to be beautiful. All right, so we're back into the ring action. So, Umbra, as you walk in with the chairs and the bat, you see your homie, Macho Beige, kind of just on the floor after have witnessing him giving Harl a boot to the face. So, and you also see Harl, who's kind of just massaging his cheek as getting said boot to the face. But you are up. So, Umbra, what is the first thing you would like to do? Alright. Is he facing me or is he facing uh um, Macho Mage? Macho Mage. So I'll say he's facing Macho Mage because he did get booted in the face, so Harl's a little pissed off at Macho Mage uh, at the moment. <laughs> Alright, so I am gonna come up uh behind I am going to like try to stealthily sneak up from uh behind Harl. And take the bat and attempt to hit him in the back of the knee to try to cause him to topple over. Oh, snaps. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you definitely do it because so as you walk in, you kind of just throw the chairs to the side. And with the bat, you're just like swing bat about it. Bam. And so Harl just is selling like nobody's business. Like, ah, as he grabs the back of his leg. And kind of rolls around on the floor a little bit. So he's now still on the floor. And he's just massaging his leg. So Umbra, really quickly, what would you like to do next? Uh, so he's he's uh, on his back on the ground. Yeah. Um, I take a look towards... Uh, towards Macho. And just give him a nod. Uh, and we both start running towards opposite, uh, turnbook, uh, opposite ropes. Ropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting the momentum off there and going in for something out of our history as tag team partners back in the day, a double elbow drop right onto Harl. That is exactly why I put you two in the match first together. <laughs> It's just it's like, boom, I'm not even going to make y'all roll for it because that is amazing. And I say rule of cool is in effect. <laughs> so as Harl is on the ground without a moment's hesitation or even having to say anything, Umbra and Macho Mage, your eyes connect and that adrenaline begins to course through your veins as you both realize it is time to pull out the old school tag team moves. So without hesitation, you both run to opposite ends of the ring, bounce off the ropes, and using that momentum, just full on elbow drop both, both of you simultaneously elbow drop Harl into the chest. And you just hear a 
as some of the wind has been slightly knocked out of it. So then, clutching his chest, Haro goes towards one of the corners of the ring and kind of is just laying there near the uh, ring post. So, you know what? I'm going to enact a custom move that I made because it's two on one right now. And just because you guys have the momentum, it's time for a double team tag team high flying move. So Haro is currently near one of the posts where enough where should you want to go airborne, you can. Or if you want to do something else, you can. But it is prime time for another tag team move. All right, kids. Actually, now that I think about it, uh, Umbra and Macho Mage. Which tag team maneuver are you going to pull out right now? <laughs> did, did we want to? Oh, oh, you know. I, I, oh, this, this, yes, this. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're going to do. Oh, man, who used to do it? Was it the Steiner brothers? So knowing that umbra is is the more agile right i'm gonna let umbra climb up on the turnbuckle right and because harl is still on the ground yes that is correct okay so um when umbra gets to the to the top turnbuckle he'll if this is okay chris if this is okay um He'll he'll launch himself right, um, as if to do a um, um, a, a flying headbutt on Harl. Uh, but as he comes down, the Macho Mage is gonna add momentum by like, um, kind of grabbing him from midair and launching him down faster. I am almost positive the Steiner brothers used to do that, um, but uh, so that when he connects with Harl, like it's it's like a jackhammer into of a headbutt into his head. Oh, yeah, I am down for that. Yep, I will, um, hmm. Can I add something else for this? Yeah, 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 I don't just go to the top of the turnbuckle, I go to the top of the cage. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, okay, like, that's, wow, okay, but you know what, that totally works. And once again, rule of cool is in effect. So, Umbra, you climb to the top of this cage and it's well, first you climb to the top turnbuckle and then you realize, you know what? Let, it's either go big or go home at this point. So. As you go from the top turnbuckle, you climb to the top of the cage and you just look around the IAW audience. It's just like, yeah, it's just like. It's like randomly you hear somebody that's like me is like, nah, he, the way I describe it is like someone's filming this on their phone. Kind of like if you were to watch a YouTube video is you just say, nah, he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. You jump off the cage. And as you come down, Macho Mage is ready and in perfect tandem contact just grabs you and just full on like a rocket just plasters <laughs> with the momentum. You plaster yourself straight into Harl and just. Just because of how high and how impactful that was, you do bounce off a little bit, but you end up like flipping and like perfect tenning it <laughs> with your feet as the audience is just like, oh, my gosh, you did that. Oh, it's like we haven't seen that in some time. Oh. 
Macho the Mage is just Macho Mage is just totally doing like the buff Bagwell like over the head like double finger towards Umbra, you know, just like when he when he hits it, just like yeah! <laughs> Umbra's like in a full uh uh gymnastics landing pose as soon as he lands on his feet. Um and you can see the smile on his face right now. Um it's not just putting on a show, but he's actually genuinely happy right now to be doing this because this uh, this tag team hasn't happened since our last promotion or when we were up and coming. So uh, it's it's exciting. It's very exciting for him to be able to do this again. Oh, I love it. So as you guys kind of start to reconnect and, you know, Think about your past as a tag team. The clock goes three, two, one. And, and coming from the Bayou Brotherhood cage walks Umbra, your mortal enemy, Tana, as she walks. No, uh, she uh, walks out of the cage. As as she comes out, I play one specific scene. No one mourns the wicked. <laughs> oh damn <laughs> so so as she's coming in um and I see see her getting ready to get into the cage uh Macho just, Mage and just, I just to clarify she's coming through the cage door yes yes everybody's got to come to the cage door when she enters but she's walking down the ramp at the moment the wicked so, witch of the west is dead <laughs> so so as she is um uh, walking towards the door, uh, Macho Mage and I are gonna pick Harl up and kind of act like we're like attacking him and still. But as soon as she opens that door, we want to essentially Irish whip Harl into Tana as she steps through that door. <laughs> okay. So here's what I'm gonna say for that. So, uh, Harl is a big man. And both of you, you're pretty, pretty in good condition shape. But I'm going to make you roll body because <laughs> both this is going to be interesting. I'm going to have you both roll body. And if your combined total beats what I have as kind of the threshold of where you need to get, then I will say that it is successful. If not, the failure is just going to be just as grand. Macho Mage rolls an eight. Okay. You're muted, Christopher. You're muted. <laughs> God damn it! And Umbra rolls a ten. Okay, that definitely actually, is enough. Actually, sorry, make that a nine. But still. <laughs> hey, but you know what? That's both of it combined is enough for the threshold. So yeah, I was gonna say, can I give a plus plus one by playing "Don't Threaten Me with a Good Time" as this happens? <laughs> Listen, you know what? Boom. We're just because why not? So you both. So with that combined total, yes, that is enough to pass the threshold that I have. So as Tana is walking in at first, she looks through the ring and she finds she grabs two things. She grabs a toolbox. And she grabs a barbed wire bat as I have rolled for her. <laughs> Ooh. 
listen, it's about to get brutal, kids. But as she is about to, you know, because the thing about this door is that it can swing both ways in and outwards just because of ingenuity. So as she is walking up the final step to <laughs> go up into the cage, collectively, you, Macho Mage, and you, Umber, just grab Harl and just full on like launch him into the door, knocking Tana off, and she hits her self onto the uh ring barrier that separates the ring and the audience and so she just bounces off it and is like so umbra Umbra is essentially after this gonna make sure he has her bat in hand and it's like almost like um like a sword like holding it like with this like sinister smile on his face Oh, boy. All right. So she sees that and she's like, you know what? She and she's like, you know what? Let's just do this. And grabbing the F. So she's going to throw the toolkit at you, Umbra, and just. Just like. Like she's throwing it at me. Yeah, she throws it at you. I am going to try to bat it like home run bat it out of the way. Before it hits me. Oh, for sure. Oh, it definitely does. I will say, though, so as you swing it out of the way, you're just like, yeah, I swatted it. As you turn around, you just not even getting a chance to see it. As you turn back to for her with her barbed wire bat in head, she just launches herself from the steps and just gives you a full on spear through the middle rope to take you down to the floor as the cage door closes. And now it has become two on two. Oh, I kind of imagine her kind of spearing me into the set of ropes so that now Macho Mage and I are in separate rings. (laughs) As she she grabs you and just throws you to the other side. As Umbra and Tina fight, Dual um, fate starts playing. <laughs> uh, what what's uh, what's Harl's con- condition? What is he? Uh, what's what's he doing? What was that? <laughs> what's Harl's condition? So upon so after kind of like after a little bit, he is kind of just slowly starting to get up. He sees that Tana has kind of th- taken Umbra and like throws him to the uh, right side. So you two are currently separated. <laughs> okay. Is, but we're in the same ring together. Yes. Harl and you are in the same ring right now. All right. While his attention is looking at, uh, at Tana, uh, macho mage is going to come over and he's going to, um, do the thing where, uh, he's going to grab him by the, by the hair and he's going to, uh, lift him up. um, then he's going to uh, grab his grab his wrist and uh, Irish whip him into the closest turnbuckle, and it's time for some chops, baby. All right, so I'll say Macho Major just chopping him left and right and left and right. Meanwhile, so on the right side of the ring, Umbro, you get thrown in. And before you even get a chance to stand up, Tana just full on just like. As you kind of stand up to get your positioning without even a moment's hesitation, she just gets it into the ring with to the right side of the ring with you and does a step up in Siguri and just 
kicks you upside the head. It's just like, bam. <laughs> and so you're just like, uh, and kind All of right. just, you don't go down, but you're a little bit dizzy. And as you kind of turn to see where she is, you see that she's getting ready to jump off of the second. She's ready to jump off the middle rope kind of as a springboard. And she's attempting to give you like a diamond cutter. Oh, <laughs> using the momentum. Oh, boy. Listen, that has been one of my favorite things that I've saw recently on Impact Wrestling. It is a thing of beauty. Continue. You know, out of uh, the uh, the inspiration I got from our last move, I'm going to attempt to dodge away. And as she's coming down, take the bat and basically batter down uh, across her back as she's going down. Oof. Okay. so you're going to attempt to this is a feat. Let's see. You know what? I'm going to have you. I'm going to have you work real for me. Wait a minute. I have something for real. Oof. Do I have something for real? Nah, I don't. Never mind. That is unfortunate. <laughs> All right. Let's see what happens. Uh, that will be. Um, six on the dice, but I'm going to use uh two momentum to bring it to an eight okay cool so that is a success so yeah so as tana's jumping off the middle rope and trying to give you a diamond color you're able to maneuver your way enough to the side where she's just like her chest and her stomach are exposed as she is laid out like this and as she's about to come crashing to the mat you use the momentum of the bat and kind of just smack her in the middle of her ch chest with the momentum and it's just like <laughs> as you kind of just take a little bit of a sec and just like fall on your butt a little bit as Tana is writhing in pain and you're just like like the invigoration of violence is slowly taking over <laughs> and as you contemplate this you just hear <laughs> Oh, don't worry. It's just I was gonna... super concerned. Oh, don't worry. Things are about to get very, very interesting because as the three, two, one, and then once again, coming from the cold club cage, the referee unlocks it. And just like any good horror, well, I don't want to say horror movie, but just like a Jurassic Park movie. Axel just comes bursting out of the cage as it is his turn to enter the match. He's full squish to the ring, screaming. <laughs> as 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 he just bursts out, Baba Yaga starts playing. That's my theme song. Yes. Fully <laughs> squish to the ring and immediately gets in, gets to the ring, looking at both rings, looks at her and goes, and I'm just gonna run and jump on his back. Oh shit! We got a monster on monster fight. This is glorious. So yeah, you just jump on Harl's back, and just like he tries clawing you off, but it's it's to no avail. So he's like, you know what? It's just gonna hurt a little bit, but let's just do it. So as you're holding on to him, he's kind of just gonna grab your hands and then just jump and just kind of just fall down onto his back with you hitting the mat between the mat 
you're between him and the mat. So he does that and you kind of just let go. But Axel's just you're just so full of adrenaline. And so you're just like, let's go. So what do you want to do? Um, while I'm there with him, I'm going to kind of just grab him and I'm going to attempt to put him in a sleeper hole. Do it. Do it. So I'm yeah, going to put him, put him in a sleeper. Okay. Okay, so here's what I'm going to have you do. So I'm going to have you... So let's see. I'm going to have you do body. However, I will say if you... I will I will say if you can get a 10 or higher, something special is going to happen, which is going to help out the situation. Uh, well, roll an 8, and that's an 11. Okay. So plus 3. Okay. All right, so you get the little bonus, which is actually going to be a good thing for uh, the Cole Club here. So, Axel, you're just like, you just get up, and without any hesitation, you just start putting him in the sleeper chokehold, right? And so he's just moving. He's just, Harl's moving around. You just like, he's trying to grip out of it. But your experience as a as a fighter from a past life, you're just like, oh, no, you ain't getting away with this. And you just slowly, the audience just starts to slowly see as you keep going back and forth with Harl. He's just like trying to claw. But then you start to see that his movement starts to become more still. And it starts to slow down a little bit. And then at some point, he's just like... (laughs) So, here's what happened. Because you rolled high enough, you just put this dude to sleep. Harl is out. (laughs) And he is out. So he's just like, <laughs> I want to like put him underneath the ring as far as away from people as possible. I will say that because I have seen this happen in a war games match, you take Harl and you kind of just pin him between the cage and like the, the ring. Yeah, I put him in a little small space. And if there's like a chain or handcuffs or anything underneath the ring, I would like to use those as well to make sure he stays there. Well, guess what? You definitely find some handcuffs and you're just like, I had to come to the, to the cage. It was, you're there now. Yep. <laughs> then we turned and me and Macho Man look at each other and then turn towards Canada. Oh, yeah. Now oh, it's yeah. a 3v1. Now it's a 3v1. So, oh my goodness. So, I, you know what? I will say for the sake of it. The three of you, you and Macho Mage get into the ring and kind of pick up <laughs> well, Umbra. Well, Macho Every- Mage actually wants to um to uh climb up on the turnbuckle of the ring that uh Tana and uh Umbra are are in, and he's just gonna sit and wait, but at the same time he's gonna keep his eye on the Jumbotron. And once the um once the clock starts counting down um, for the next uh, Bayou Brotherhood person to come in, he's actually going to jump off and position himself on the turnbuckle by the door waiting for the person to come in. Because Macho Mage has been in the ring so far the longest, so he's taken a little bit of a break, but, you know. Yeah, uh, and then as... As those two get ready to beat Tana Saturday night, it's all right for fighting starts playing. I love this. Well, Macho Mage, it's it's a good thing that you did that because three, two, one. And stepping out for the Bayou Brotherhood is the grass man as he kind of just shambles his way into the ring and kind of just. Oh, hell no. Before he walks in, (laughs) Macho Mage is going to launch right at him. 
with a fucking with, with a with a just a flying fist off the turnbuckle. Definitely. So 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 here's the cool thing. So as you go to punch it, like you swear you felt some sort of connection, but then you just your chest you just feel it go as the grass begins to slowly spread up your arms as like you're getting sucked into this otherworldly being. Okay. Okay. Yeah, magic be magic. Let's go. <laughs> Macho Mage is, is going to sell it. He's going to sell it like he's going to get sucked inside. You don't, you're not going to want to know what happens when when this when this goes down. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah. Go ahead. So, I mean, meanwhile, on the other side of the ring, <laughs> Umbra, you see that your homeboy Axel has stepped into the ring and Tana just kind of rolls to her side, sees both of your feet and she's like, oh, hell no. Nah, and then kind of just like slowly gets back up. And she's like, I'm she's like waiting and she's ready to fight two on one if she needs to. I'm going to put her in a pole, Nelson. Oh, damn. <laughs> OK. So I'm going to Nelson. I'm gonna look at Umbra. Look at the barbed wire baseball bat. Look back at Umbra and then hold her up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh, two bats are better than one. <laughs> um, and I go ahead and grab the barbed wired one, and essentially start playing taiko drums on her. <laughs> oh, ooh! It's like wham, 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 wham. <laughs> Definitely, that is happening. Meanwhile, back on the other side, let's. You know what? Just because this is gonna be amazing. So, Macho Mage, you feel your, your hand just slowly start to enter the grass man. Uh, but in the way that you're positioned, you could potentially do something if you want. So think of it as kind of like, I mean, it's magically speaking, but essentially what grass man is doing is kind of like a wrist lock a little bit. <laughs> just with grass instead of hands, just because of magic. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Um, then Macho Mage is going to reverse the, um, the wrist lock, right? So that he's in control and he has the, the grass, right? And he's going to just wide eyed, right? And he's going to stare right at the grass man and he's going to, from his trunk, he's going to pull out a beef, a beef stick. And he's just going to be like, magic missile, magic missile, magic missile, magic missile, magic missile. And each time the beef stick hits the grass man, there's going to be a little explosion that happens. A little pyro. A little Oh my god, I love it. Like you just see him be singed just a tiny bit after every hit. It's like. <laughs> so yeah, so as you're hitting him with your beef stick, you're just like, ah, 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 until you do it enough times where your hand becomes free and the grass man is just like patting himself down to keep himself from catching on fire. Uh, to which you will get a boot into the stomach. Oh yeah, and, and then uh, uh, when uh, if he if he bends over, 
uh, Macho Mage is going to scoop up one arm. He's going to scoop up another arm, and then he's going to... Um, oh my goodness, what is that move? Uh, the pile, the the front pile driver. When you pedigree? have, yeah, pedigree, like yeah, like the pedigree, yeah, like the pedigree. Or a package pile driver, one of them. A package is different. My bad. Pedigree, yeah. <laughs> oh, for yeah, sure. It, in essence, it's going to be a. Uh, uh, so he's going to scoop up the one arm. He's going to scoop up the other arm, um, and and lock them, and then he's going to um, up and drop him like in it, doing a pedigree. Oh, for sure. Y'all are killing it. So yeah, so while Tana's getting Tycho drummed on one side of the ring and you just pedigree this the poor grass man, things are gonna get a little hairy for uh the Bayou Brotherhood because three, two, one, and eh, the last Cole Clubber member to make his way into the ring is the one and only Bjorn. So Bjorn, you are free from the cage. <laughs> as as Bjorn comes out of the cage. The most epic version of Carol the Bell starts playing. I appreciate that. That works for me. Can you hear me? You can hear me? Yeah. Yes. I exist? Okay. I got a big thing that said your mic's not working. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm feeling that Carol the Bell's epic music. I got my chonies and my sack, and I'm walking towards <laughs> the ring. Uh, I'm going to uh, get to the cage. I'm going to look to the audience. I'm going to pretend I'm reaching into the sack. I'm going to shake my head with my eyes wide open. Oh. Oh. And then go back into the cage with the sack. I'm going to put the sack to uh, the corner of the ring by the turnbuckle. And I'm going to look around to see who's near me. You tell me who's near me. So I think the closest two would be Grassman and Macho Mage as they're currently in the ring that you just entered. Yeah. A pedigree had just happened. (laughs) Has the Grassman seen me? Or is, is the Grassman still messed up from the pedigree? He's still messed up in the pedigree. Okay. I'm going to reach into the sack, and I'm going to pull out a present, and I'm going to walk up to the grassman, I'm going to tap him on the shoulder, and, and offer it to the grassman as he turns around. <sighs> like, just full-on, like, good old comedy spot. He just turns around, he's just like, <gasps> like, I mean, you can't really see his face, but he's, like, emoting, like, oh my gosh, what a surprise, and he just, like, gra- he grabs it and kind of puts it in his hand close to his face. <laughs> Uh, and I just tell him to open it. Go ahead, open it. Ah. He's, he starts to unwrap it and like opens the top of the present. Uh, and in the present is the cauldron. And the grass <laughs> man stares directly into the cauldron. <laughs> and all of a sudden, has the same wide-eyed, I'm not here anymore, I'm looking at stars in the cauldron thing. Just gone. You know what? I'm not even going to... I'm not even gonna roll. I'm not even gonna make you roll for it. So now it is a four. Now it's a four on one. <laughs> so, I told you, magic be magic. Oh. oh, this is a four v one. You say right now, at least. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, no, no, I've got to change the song. I'm gonna play. Gl- I, I'm gonna play glitter and gold. I'm betting at this point the cultists are trying to break into the room. At this point. Oh, don't worry. They'll make their entrance. I have that so, in a little bit. I'm just going to uh, start uh, whispering to Grassman. Like, hoo, hoo, hoo. Hoo, hoo, hoo. And I'm going to climb the turnbuckle and I'm going to get to the cage. But I'm inside the cage. So I'm climbing the inside. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Hoo, hoo, hoo. And I get to the top of the cage and I'm going to monkey bar. Hoo, hoo. Hoo, 
until I'm over, right, like sack on top of where Grassman is, and I'm just oh, 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 oh. I'm gonna let go, and I'm just going to just ass drop from however high that is. Right yeah. Dude, you said it's it from the wow. top of the cage. The sack drop. And let it go. Wow, he's staring into the cauldron. Yes! Yes! <laughs> oh, I need someone to animate this now. It's like, sack drop. Yeah, so the audience is just watching. Like, as soon as like the sack makes contact with... Context when the sack makes con- contact with Grassman, like just uh, comedically, you just see a puff of like red and green smoke and like candy canes and small toys just come out of an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a nuclear bomb cloud, except it's red and green smoke with candy and Christmas ornaments and things like that. Amazing. Uh, oh. cool. Does what happens to Grassman? Does it survive or no? I mean, he survives, but he's on the floor and like, again, also cartoonishly, you just see like reindeers like swirl around his head. It's Blitz and Dress Up as a reindeer. Yes, you Blitz and Dress Up as a reindeer. Meow, meow, meow. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to pick up the cauldron and I'm going to gesture to uh, Macho Mage that the, the pin is his if he wants it. Like, oh, oh. is it pin time? Are we allowed to pin? Not yet. There's eight of us. No, there's seven. Yeah, there's seven. So then I'm going to make a mistake. I'm I'm going to underestimate and be like, ho, 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 and forget that we're one short. Well, here's the thing, though. So as you you think that it's time for the pin, you just feel this darkness from behind you, uh, Bjorn. And you just said, now the fun can really start. And then... Literally, Louisiana man was like, somehow y'all have missed this because you were too busy doing your thing. And he just grabs you and just gives you like he just grabs you and is going to give you like a backbreaker. Just like whoop. I deserve that. As, as, as soon as I see this on TV, I'm like, oh, no, as I play, don't let start trying to get the other's attention that he's in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna hit the ground. The cauldron goes flying, ding, 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 and rolls. Uh, I mean, I could roll for it if you want. I don't know where the cauldron lands. Does it stay in the ring or does it fall out of the ring? Uh, you know what? Roll me a d6, and then odds are evens. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say evens. Okay. Roll a four. Okay, so it rolls away from you, but it stays within the ring. Okay. Cool. I'm going to sell the backbreaker. Like, oh, I'm old. Oh, God. What just happened? Uh, and, like, that was a and, stupid move. Okay. We'll get to you, Macho Mage. But as as you come to that realization, all eight, all of you in the ring now hear the official ding, ding, ding. It's go time. Pin submission is now up for game. So, Macho Mage, you are up. Well, I, I just um wanted a clarification on what implements were in the ring currently because ooh okay so the cauldron, uh, the, cauldron, cauldron the sack cauldron there's sack. a couple of chairs there's a bar barbed wire uh bat that umber is currently using right. tana also brought in a giant toolbox <laughs> right and um, yeah so that it is so far <laughs> what the the toolbox what 
what happened to the toolbox? Because I remember Umbra batted it. Is so? Is it still in the ring? That it is, but it is, it is on yours. No, it is in your side, the left hand side, closest to the ramp. Because she entered it and then she threw it before she can get Tana got in. So it got batted somewhere in your ring. And as you look across, you see a nice red and shiny toolbox. Just cool. All right, calling uh, your name. <laughs> I'm gonna go grab the toolbox. Um, I'm just gonna open it real quick. Is it empty, or are there tools in it? So, as you open it, da 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 da. <laughs> as you open it, inside you find uh, you find what you would normally find in some tools. You find a little hammer. You find a wrench, you find a steel pipe, but then you find three black, like small little black bags, like inside. They're about like, eh, yay big, but there are three of them inside. Hey, what's inside the black bags? Okay, as you work through, you open them up. In the first one, you see small silver like pin cushions a little bit which you recognize as thumbtacks okay second you open up the second one and inside you see something that you're all too familiar with you see like a various square and rectangular like plastic like building block pieces okay okay uh and as you look closely at them, they they are all labeled with the word smegos on them for some reason. Smegos. OK, OK. All right. OK. And then, of course, the last bag is really big. It has a for some reason, this black bag has a picture of like a goblin on it. So as you open it up, you just see a variety of multicolored, like different sided dice. There's like a D20, a D4, a D12, just like. A whole a D and D player's goblin like dice goblin bag is in this thing. Okay, all right. Well, the uh, as soon as he finds the dice, uh, the Macho Mage is going to uh, just go ahead and open the open the bag of dice and just toss them on on the ground um, at the feet of of where um, Louisiana man is right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Louisiana Man just backbreakered Bjorn, right? Correct. Okay. So um so then Macho Mage is going to uh give Louisiana Man a boot to the nuts. <laughs> Dick kicks it eight. <laughs> Take a twist you. Take a stick the old dick twist. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So yeah, you okay, so yeah, you kick him in the nards. Alright, so does he get off Bjorn? And you know, reacts oh, oh, yeah. by like, okay, cool. Jesus, I'm, like, uh... I'm gonna motion to Bjorn to help me pick up Louisiana Man so that we can toss him down on the dice. <gasps> cool. I'm gonna sell it and slowly get up like my back, it's broken. And I, I'm going to join the Macho Mage in picking up the man and to throw him on the dice. So I'm just gonna grab him. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna grab his nuts. I'm just going for it. Um so <laughs> I have nuts and shoulder. Alright. So you pick him up and just wham. 
Okay. Uh, so you slant. Uh, go ahead. Uh, so and then once once he goes down, uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll mouth to Bjorn uh, leg double leg drop, and then I will then proceed to run towards one rope and bounce oh. off that rope. Okay. And I will go ahead and drop a leg drop on Louisiana Man. Cool. I'm going to go, ah, like one second. I'm going to run up. I'm going to grab the cauldron. And I'm going to whip myself into the ropes. I'm going to jump out. And sort of like the flying headbutt, I'm going to jump, reach out, and slam dunk the cauldron, the open cauldron, into Louisiana Man's face. (laughs) (laughs) That is so fucking epic. So, yeah, so that is exactly what happens. And so the cauldron's over Louisiana man's face and he's just there as both of you just like double leg drop is amazing. So we'll come back to you guys in a sec. Meanwhile, Umbra is still Tycho drumming Tana. And so it's the whole time. Every time you, she's just flexing. I mean, technically it could have been like a couple of seconds realistically, but it's it's all good. But yeah, so Tana is just like She's like, uh, uh, uh. and so she actually she pulls a crazy move. So as you're kind of coming down, Umbra, with the bat, she's actually going to kick her feet up and she's going to grab the barbed wire bat with her legs, which also catches your wrists. And then she just like using the momentum, just twists you around and kind of just knocks you to the floor. You still have the bats, but now she's like calf crushing your arm with it. She's like, if I go down, you go down with me. I mean, Axel, you still have her like in the holds, but she's like, she just yells at you. She's like, you better let go. I'm going to break his wrist. <laughs> I'm going to let go five star the shit out of her back. <laughs> okay. She's like, okay. <laughs> as soon as you tap her back, she lets Umbra go and she like walks. She's like, ah, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn her around. I'm gonna pick her up. And I'm gonna put her in between the cage and the ring, and I'm gonna give her a good out, like good like forearm to kind of like bounce her head off the cage so she kind of stays there. Uh huh. I'm gonna run to one side, get full speed, and I'm gonna dive spear her through the middle rope to try to go through the cage. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say it's going to be successful, but we're going to roll to see how much this is going to hurt Axel. So. <laughs> um, you, you, yeah, roll body for me. <laughs> I'm a, that's a five and a six. Oh, my God. With, with body, with body uh, that's a 14. Holy shit! I got plus three. That's the only stat I've been at. His body, plus three. Listen, like that is it works. It is a beautiful thing. You know what? You narrate what this looks like and how, like, how much of a monster Axel is with this. Stuff. So he sets her up. Forearms her, so her head kind of backs against the cage. She's stunned. Axel, full speed, six seven two seventy, full speed. Dives and spears her through the middle ropes. The entire 
cage wall that side just falls and it's up against the barricade so it's kind of like up at an angle and Tana's is laying there completely broke like looks like she's snapping half and Axel gets up like nothing happened and it was just like Braun ah! Strowman just like full arms up oh okay so here's another thing too because that same side of the cage Harl was like locked up so as this whole side just falls down you just see Harl just like is he's like still locked up in the, on the cage as it falls down too and you just get up so at this point Louisiana man is still lying on the ground so as the four of you realize that oh shit it's a four on one and Louisiana, man, Louisiana man's not getting up coming from the uh Coming from the coal club corner of the front row, you just see your number one contenders just like hop over the barricade and each of them go ahead and grab like <laughs> just like grab like Kid Cuts grabs Tana. Team Surf and Turf grab Harl. Uh, <laughs> uh, elk, elk grabs, grabs Grassman grass and they all just get into the ring collectively and just pile them on top of Louisiana, man. And they all three collectively give you the nod that it's time for an all out attack. So let's. So I, this is how we're going to do it. So I, I have oh, this ahead. all out attack. We need one last Christmas song. God rest ye merry gentlemen. <laughs> yes. And that, as it begins blaring over the sound system. So here we go. So I have rolled the order of which we do this. So Umbra, you're fit. You go first. What kind of so all four of them are collectively in this pile with Louisiana man on the bottom of this. So just give me the finishers. You all will automatically succeed them. But I need a good narrative description. Ooh. all right. Here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to uh, climb to the top of the cage again uh, on one of the corners. Um, and I'm going to see, uh, and uh, Tana's on the outside of the cage now at this point, right? Well, she was, but your number one contenders, your friends like Kid yeah. Cuts, Elk, and all of them grabbed them and all piled them on top of... <laughs> uh, Louisiana man. So technically the coal club and the Bayou Brotherhood are on one ring with the challengers to your guys's titles for the resurrection pay-per-view, just is watching in awe from the outside of the ring. All right. So I am, so I'm going to climb to the top of the cage with both bats. I'm going to take a look at Tana's bat. I'm going to take a look at the, the, uh, barbed wire bat i'm gonna look down i'm gonna chuck tana's bat to try and hit her just to add insult to injury and then turn around do my pose and go and backflip over off of the top of the cage but this time my plan instead of trying to land with a shoulder drop my plan is to actually essentially uh, land sitting on them with the bat between my legs slamming down. Oh, definitely. And as you're coming flying down, it's like. <laughs> so you kind of just the impact, you bounce up a little bit, but then you catch on your feet. Then immediately 
we're going to go to our tag team. So tag team, <laughs> like Cole Club, Bjorn and Axel, what does your finisher look like on this pile of bodies? <laughs> Do you want me to go? Go, Axel, go. Go, Axel, go. All right. I'm going to pick up Harl, get him up, and I'm going to put him in that in that gorilla press right to the Lions War uh, uh, body slam right on the remaining dice that are still there. Sweet. That definitely happens. Bjorn. <laughs> I'm going to grab the head of uh, the Louisiana man out of the cauldron and pick up the cauldron. Oh, and I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to offer the cauldron to Macho Mage, and I'm going to pull the hair of Louisiana Man back. And I'm just gonna, with my eyes wide open. I'm just going to start saying, "Go, soul, souls," to Macho Mage to see what he does. Okay, Macho Mage, it is your go now. <laughs> All right, so Macho Mage, uh, he's going to totally react to, to Bjorn. And uh, first, he's going to do the thing where he's going to look around to the audience and try to build up that, that audience, uh, you know, that audience energy, right? Uh, he's going to slowly reach out and he's going to take the cauldron and he's going to nod slowly and be like, Souls, oh yeah. Souls, oh yeah. I'm going to pick up Louisiana Man. And as as Bjorn picks up Louisiana Man, uh, Macho Mage is going to climb up onto the uh, the top turnbuckle, and he's going to hold a finger up, and uh, to, as a homage to to, to to Macho Man Randy Savage, except instead of jumping and dropping the elbow, he's going to jump and drop the cauldron onto Louisiana Man's. Head. Yes. <laughs> and then I'm just gonna follow through, and that's that's just a like a rock bottom, like from where he is. Boom! Wow. <laughs> and then Macho Mage is gonna uh, is gonna stand over um uh whoever whoever's lying flat on their back. Macho Mage is gonna stand over him, and he's going to cross his hands, and he's gonna wiggle his fingers, and he's just gonna be like. He's just going to go rapple dapple. And then there's going to be this little, um, this little pyrotechnic is going to go off and Blitzen is going to appear on, on the individual so that Blitzen can get the pin. Oh my God. Louisiana man. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So Blitzen is now no longer in his Christmas outfit. He is decked out in the matching colors of the Cold Club. He's got a little Cold Club tank top t-shirt with a little like red bandana. And as he appears, you just see him like put one paw on Louisiana man. The ref is just like one, two, three. Ding, ding, ding. Terry DeLott kind of just come from the commentary corner with her microphone. Your winner. Well, your winners of the IAW War Games match. The Umbral Talent, Bjorn Kringleson, Axel, Macho Mage, The Coal Club. And just the audience is just like, you're, I mean, you're used to loud applause, but my goodness, do you guys, you just hear like the building start to shake with how loud this crowd is getting. They're like, yeah. 
And it's just like the they're just like Cole Club, Cole Club, Cole Club. And as you guys take as the, in the custom edge, yep. Cole Club theme starts playing. I love it. So as you guys are taking in the adulation of the crowd, the refs come back from the top of the ramp and they um, they're coming down and they hand each of you guys your respective titles. And as all four of you kind of like lining up in victory, posing with your titles, the four of you turn around and walking into the ring, kind of climbing in. You see kid cuts, surf and turf and elk just come up, hug you, congratulate you. And then kind of like in that storytelling way that most wrestling does, like they are congratulating you and the four of you kind of get back in the line as well. Those four, all four of them kind of just eye your titles and then kind of just give you a like a proving nod and smile as all eight, as all eight of you kind of just face off looking at each other, giving a respective nod. It's just like, all right. This is like challenge. These challengers are waiting for their shot. And you know that th- next time it's going to be crazy because this is going to be the go home for <laughs> resurrection. So this is going to be a good one as IAW goes off the air credits rolling with that shot of your challengers and the champions kind of just facing off against each other. And, and that, my friends, and it stops like the old anime. <laughs> they're about to fight as the final countdown starts playing. It, um, but unlike Dragon Ball, it's not going to take like 20 episodes to get through a singular fight. Though they were good. Hot take. The best tournament arc in anime history is the dark tournament arc from Yu Yu Hakusho. Fight me. <laughs> I haven't seen Yu Yu Hakusho, so I can't tell. <gasps> Oof, we're going to have to talk afterwards. But credits go flying and that my friends is going to conclude the war game special for friday night fights holy crap that definitely was a challenge for me to run but y'all rocked it and that final pin was just mm, it was beautiful but for those of you that stuck for this special episode thank you for listening when we come back we will be entering the go home episodes before the resurrection pay-per-view so we're gonna get some final matches we're gonna get some promos and we're gonna get some contract signings though they'll be better than most contract signings in professional wrestling but until next time from all of us here at the dd vibe tribe productions thank you so much for listening and as always love each other take care of one another and until next time let the good times roll See you later. Next time, boys and girls.